0: on blast and we are live this is the wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always my name is sheldon alexander and this episode of wrap it up is brought to you by clean cuts barber shop 2013 danforth avenue in the east end of toronto clean cuts the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions so go see skip and the crew as a wise man once said tell them that i sent you Check them out on instagram at clean cuts toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now i'm gonna say this i went into the barbershop this morning people were hyped people were like what do you think's gonna happen tonight i was like you know what it's all right feel good feel confident why because at halftime of game two all the negative energy people, they jumped off the bandwagon. They kept their yeah. negative energy away from the squad. The bus squad. was empty. The bus was empty. I had my feet up the <laughs> bus on Tuesday. Halftime of game two. I remember tweeting it out. We talked about it at the game two podcast. And I said, remember the moment that y'all jumped off the bandwagon. And here we are. All you have to do is win your home games. Yep. The old adage the series doesn't really start until a road team wins. That never happened yet, so the Raptors still had a chance. Right? That's how I felt about this whole situation. And now look, here we are. Raptors tie it up in a big way. In a big way. 120 to 102. I'm here with my guy Q. Q, what's going on? How how are you feeling right now? Because that game was kind of crazy.
1: I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling I'm feeling hype. I'm 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 feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm feeling intelligent right now. Because mm-hmm. everything we said. The last time I was on the show, mm-hmm. it just happened. And mm-hmm.
0: y'all witnessed it. Mm-hmm. First things first, we talked about the fact that everyone I thought today, and I had this conversation earlier today with a bunch of people at work. I was saying that the way that a lot of people were looking at this series, it was kind of mind-boggling to me because mm-hmm. I didn't hear enough people talk about the fact that the Raptors have outplayed the Bucks more in this series mm-hmm. than the Bucks have outplayed the Raptors. Definitely. And yet nobody talked about that. The Raptors blew game one, mm-hmm. right? But they were up the whole way. Right. If we remember, they blew the game late,
1: yep.
0: right? They were up. They were leading the whole way, couldn't close. Now, you get blown out in game two, but there was enough positives we said in game two. This is what we tried to tell people to not worry yep. because the positives from game two was that you learned that Norm Powell and Fred Van Fleet can play in this series when they couldn't play in the last series. Right. Now, game three, hey, Siakam hits two free throws. They win that game, right? You're up to seven seconds left. Siakam misses two free throws, goes to double OT, but Kawhi's Kawhi. Then you have this game. Everyone's worried because Kawhi's hurt. But at the end of the day, you look around and you know that you have Norm who's building confidence. Yep. You have Freddie that's building confidence. Mark Casol's building confidence. And I stopped a long time ago worrying about Kyle Lowry because you got to <laughs> ride the Kyle Lowry wave. I'm not going to crush right. Kyle anymore. I'm not going to get too excited about Kyle anymore. You just ride the wave. True. But here we are, True. home teams one, out, and you're 2-2. And I feel confident, if, if there is such thing as momentum, mm. it's definitely in the Raptors' favor now oh, because definitely. you have to ask, have the Raptors figured out the Bucks? It's 2-2. Going back to Milwaukee. Q, we, you said we did talk about this, yeah. all of these things, the bench and all that. But if you were to pick out one thing that, you know, stuck out to you the most in terms of what you saw or what you thought you would see and now what you actually saw, what would that be? Is it Norm? Is it Fred? Is it Gasol? Is it Sbaka, who had a <laughs> massive game? Where, where is it? Where are you going with this? What's the biggest thing that stuck out? Oh,
1: man. I, it, oh, the biggest thing.
0: There's mm-hmm. a lot of things. There's a lot There's of a things. There's a lot of things. There's a lot. There's a lot but of I things mean, to pinpoint because if you really go about it, the Raptors had what one, two, three, four, five, six guys in double figures in this game. Yeah, six. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and
1: I think, and I think, again, it's just what we're saying. Like these, yes, Milwaukee Bucks were the top team, the number one seed. They got the, the maybe MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, they have another All Star on the team, but really and truly, do any of those guys really scare you? Do you look up and say, oh no, the Raptors are playing Chris Middleton? Nope. Do you think anybody in the NBA thinks that? All stars and and uh, all star appearances and, and and 20 points a game. Do you think anybody looks up and goes, Oh my, oh my, I got Chris Middleton tonight? And that's their second best player. Mm-hmm. Did anybody did any of you really expect Brooke Lopez to shoot like he did in game one again? It's Brooke Lopez. He's not a rookie, he's been in the league, you know, what, 10 years or yeah. more? Yeah. You've never seen that before. No. Right? It was an anomaly. So nobody expected that to happen before. Again, I mean, Miritich, good player, good scorer. Mm-hmm. He's always been a reserve, come off the bench, score. Now he's
0: starting and has to guard somebody. Yep, Exposed. And when we say the Raptors have figured them out, it's not just talk. These are things we're going to try to break down or try to make sense of, right? Because one of the things that we notice, right, is the fact that the Raptors now, Anytime they see Miritich, anytime they see Lopez, any even Ilyasova, yep. they're putting those guys in the screen and roll, mm-hmm. and their point guards, whether it's Lowry, whether it's Fred, whether it's uh, Norm, and definitely if it's Kawhi, it's just free base. It's Cook. Yep. They, they come across the pick and roll, and now they're making the Miritich, Ilyasova, Brook Lopez. Those guys are unplayable. You saw Norm. Norm is playing with all the confidence in the world that we've seen playoff Powell come up before, but Norm some, Norm played a hell of a game. 17, no, 18 points for Norm off the bench, six of 18, four of 13. Norm took 13 three-point attempts in this game. That's just how he's feeling. And I don't think anybody's mad at Norm's shot selection. You're kind of let him go. They're all,
1: they're all, they're all good shots. They're Mm -hmm. all within the offense. He's not forcing anything Mm -hmm. and he's being aggressive. Right? It doesn't matter who. Even when Giannis is in front of him, even yeah. when Giannis is in front of him. He's aggressive. He's taking the ball to the basket. Mm-hmm. Right? He might not score, yeah. but he's drawing in the defense, and then he kicks it out. Gasol's hitting threes. Yeah. And, all the, and really, that's what we said. All Gasol has to do is hit. He doesn't have to shoot six of seven. If he's
0: two of five, yeah. the defense has to react. He has to be a threat. He just has to be a threat. There you you saw it in this game. He's three of six. Back-to-backs, great games from Gasol. 17 and seven. Sorry, 17 points, five rebounds, seven assists, two blocks from Gasol. That's back-to-back massive games from Marc Gasol. Marcus. Gasol. had a block against Middleton on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, they just
1: have to play. At the end of the day, the Raptors, I'm going to say it, and I'm saying this, the Raptors are the superior team.
0: Here's the thing to me. Here's the thing to me, right? Because, again... I don't know how much momentum travels. I think yep. every game has its own storyline. Things end up going wherever they're going to go. But I'll say this. The Raptors right now, in terms of game plan, they've realized that the Bucks are the most dangerous off misses, off of turnovers. And when they get out and run and they get out on the fast break, that's when a guy like Bledsoe, is effective and he hasn't really been that effective at all but that's when he could be effective then you look at Giannis obviously when he gets ahead of steam going on the fast break on a turnover off makes or misses when he gets rolling that's when they're dangerous when you get them in the half court and now it's you need a bucket they kind of run into trouble because hey Middleton was able to get off in this game he finally had a good game 30 points on 11 of 15 shooting And four of seven from three, give them six rebounds, give them seven assists, and that's cool. But I'm going to ask you this, Raptors fans. Listen to the people that talk about basketball tomorrow, and they're going to tell you about Chris Middleton finally had a good game. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to tell you why Chris Middleton finally had a good scoring game. And we sat here and we're talking about it because we talked about it the whole time through this series. And then now if you watch this game, Q, I'm going to simply ask you, why do you think Chris Middleton had a good scoring game in this in this night because he was feeding
1: off of mismatches mismatches they moved they moved Kawhi off him Mm -hmm. now Kawhi's on Giannis yep right and then Siakam was on him right over the last couple games now Siakam got into foul trouble early so who's guarding
0: him he was turning and shooting over Kyle Lowry yeah which he should do yeah that's not a knock on Kyle Lowry Kyle Lowry is doing all he can on defense on Middleton but Middleton being what six seven and you're supposed to be an all-star scorer, you're supposed to turn around and score over six-foot Kyle Lowry. Yeah. So Middleton, hey, finally had his 30-point game, 11 of 15. That's high-efficiency shooting. But again, look at who's around when Middleton's getting his buckets. They're off, for the most part, defensive breakdowns, the Raptors overhelping on someone, and Middleton being wide open on a scramble play, or him getting busy on a shorter Kyle Lowry. And if you're the Raptors, you don't overreact to that. You're like, okay, cool. You'll take that. Kawhi's hobbled, and I think one of the side effects of that as well is having Kawhi guard Giannis this is going to sound crazy, but it's a little bit easier on Kawhi because you're not moving around as much. Yeah. For the most part, you're standing in the key and letting Giannis come t- into you, right. and then you're, you're playing the battle. Whereas Middleton, you might be running around the perimeter, going through pick and rolls, does yeah. that make sense yeah. fighting off screens you have to run around and chase middleton right Giannis, you're just kind of standing there letting him come into you with help
1: yeah and i find even with with Kawhi guarding him mm-hmm. the rest of the players are a little less double team happy okay right yeah which yeah. keeps them on the shooters which gives those shooters a second less to get that shot off yeah and if you see Ilya wasn't effective tonight. Miritich hit some shots, but he also missed a lot. Mm-hmm. Brogdon had
0: two points. Brogdon, he, came, he, had a, he had a couple shots late. He had a but couple
1: shots late. But Brogdon he,
0: had four points in this game. Four he was points. two of 11. Yeah. George Hill had five points. He was one of two. And this is what we talked about, right? The Raptors, when you're talking about the depth of the Milwaukee Bucks, the first question I asked was, will those guys all travel? Right, That was the first thing I asked. Yep. I don't know, but people were telling me that they were going to travel. Cool. The other thing I, asked, I said was Norm, Fred, and all those guys coming in the last series against the Sixers. Yep. The Sixers are only playing certain guys, but when they came into the game, you're coming in against Jimmy Butler, all-star, Ben Simmons, all-star, at least defensive all-star for sure, Ben Simmons, yep. and then Ennis is a size mismatch. Sometimes they'd end up on Tobias Harris. That's a mismatch. Those guys don't have confidence to get their shots off. And in this series, they were going to come in confidently because you're coming in off the bench against Bledsoe. You're coming in against, you know, George Hill. You're coming in against Brogdon. You're coming in against Pat Connington, who plays too much for them because he doesn't really do anything. Yep. Or you're coming in against their bigs, who you know you can cook on the one-on-one pick and roll. So the Raptors bench guys who have been much maligned for the whole season. This is the example that the playoffs are different than the regular season. The playoffs, you're playing a team consistently for two weeks, matchups will happen, and matchups will also get exposed. Right. So we talked about it, and I warned you guys before the series started, don't pay attention to all these regular season statistics because it's completely different come playoff time. And so everyone's throwing around today, the Bucks are 22-1 and following a loss this season regular season and playoffs. That is the best in NBA history, according to Elias. Cool. I'll take that for what it's worth. But you know what that stat doesn't tell you? It tells you that, it doesn't tell you coming off a loss, they, did they lose to Detroit? No. They, oh. Didn't they sweep Detroit? Yeah. yeah. And then you lost once to Boston. Right. So you're talking about the playoffs, where we're talking about it's a different ball game because mm-hmm. you're playing the same team how many times in a row. Right. And now that stat only applies once. No? Yeah. Exactly. 22 and 1 following a loss. You only lost once in the playoffs. Yeah. So now you're telling me about regular season basketball.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: cool. I'm not here for that. It's the playoffs. Yeah. It's different. Different style of play. Matchups. The team is gonna adjust to what you were doing and have you seen in the, the prior and have game.
1: You, have you have you gone through the schedule and see so they lost what, twelve games to the, this year? Who were they playing after that loss? Was it Atlanta?
0: Was it Orlando? Right. Was it the Clippers? Was it, you know, was it Phoenix, there's just who so, were they playing after that loss? But there's just so many things that come into play that, hey, regular season is one thing, playoffs are another. It's just a different animal. And I'm not saying to totally disregard these stats. I'm just saying, use that combined with the eye test. Because what the eye test has been showing you for this entire series yep. is that the Raptors have been out playing the Bucks for longer than the Bucks have been out playing the Raptors. So the eye test is telling me that. You yep. can tell me whatever stats you want to come and bring up But here's the thing. Here's how stats lie. Okay. A perfect example of how stats lie. If I told you that Kawhi Leonard in this game was six of 13 for 19 points with seven rebounds, four steals, and an assist, would you believe that? And two blocks. (laughs) Would you believe that? (laughs) I told you that's Kawhi Leonard's stat line in this game. Yeah. This guy looked like he looked like he was hobbling the entire time. He looked, and I'm just saying that stats sometimes lie to you. Right, like That makes it seem like Kawhi had a way better game than he did. And I mean, hey, he played all right. He gave them what he could. He gutted out a performance. Yeah. But when, when they said Kawhi had 15, I looked at you and I said,
1: when, when. and where? He was, <laughs> when. He, was, what, he was like, what, 105 for five points yeah. after at halftime? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember those <laughs> other 14 points. I don't. I remember he had two dunks, and I remember... The one where he, where he shook Middleton and, and, and hit him the that dagger. Top. But yeah, and that's six points. That's six points. I don't know where <laughs> the other eight came from.
0: It's insane. But let's, let's – I didn't even get to the pleasantries because I was so excited getting into this podcast. But, again, <laughs> shout to you guys for tuning in live on Twitter as you do after each and every Toronto Raptors game at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram. Shout to the people tuning in there. We take your comments and questions in that chat room as well at Sheldon Alexander. This later on becomes a podcast that we post on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Google Play, and YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast and you will find the feed that includes this, the Wrap It Up pod. Special thing for today for all the people tuning in live. We got these shirts that say fun guy on them. you can see right here and we're gonna do something a little bit special where we're gonna give it away to the person with the best comment from today's podcast so and we'll announce it at the end of the pod and we'll get all your details after that and send you a free t-shirt of this fun guy Kawhi leonard on blast on blast t-shirt right so send in your comments now both places to the people tuning in live to this wrap it up podcast but let's go back to the beginning because here's the thing right raptors win big 120 to 102 series tied at two and you knew that the start of this game was going to be very interesting mm-hmm. and the way let's be honest that the bucks came out and started this game might have had you a little bit worried yeah. Giannis comes out Giannis dunks hard twice Giannis is yelling and screaming he had two dunks a layup airball to three but yep. hey 12-5 run for the Bucks. Giannis is yelling and screaming. And I was like, hey, just two points. Q, let me ask you something. With that start that Giannis did have, was there a party that was kind of like, uh-oh? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the way that he got off, because they were two loud dunks. Yeah. And he was letting the people hear it early. He was yelling and screaming. What did you think early? And same question I'm going to ask you guys too in, in both chats. Let me know what you think. Were you guys kind of worried early on by the Giannis screams? I wasn't so
1: worried about what Giannis
0: did. Okay. I was more
1: worried, if worried at all,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was more worried about how the Raptors came out, those first two, two to three possessions. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they didn't seem in sync. They didn't seem They seem like one of, it's one of those games you're like, oh, they just don't have it tonight. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They turned it around. They definitely, definitely did. Definitely, obviously. But if anything, it wasn't, again, Milwaukee, Giannis dunking is not going to beat you. <laughs> it's two points. It's the three-pointers. The three-pointers when you have to du- when you now have to double Giannis or triple team Giannis as we've seen yeah, yeah. going on mm-hmm. and he's just kicking it out to shooters who are wide open. Yeah. That's
0: what's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. You let him dunk. And there's one thing I wrote down here, right, that I thought was super important. So the Bucks go up on this 12-5 run. It's as loud as Giannis could possibly make it. Two loud, yeah. huge dunks. He's yelling and screaming and pounding his chest. And I tweeted this out, and I said this to you. He's yelling and screaming, but at the end of the day, it's just two points. Yeah. And the thing is, because watching this Raptors team for the whole year, especially with Kawhi Leonard, and you know you have Danny Green, and you know you have Marc Gasol, but having those people on the roster... It reminded me a little bit, because it's not the same, but a little bit of the Embiid-Selly. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because the old Raptors team, okay, whether it's JV, whether it's Demar, whether it's Demar and Kyle, they might put their head down and get rattled by that bad start. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They might hold their head or feel that or let that aggression shown by the other team. They might take that punch and not really know how to react. And I was interested to see how this team was going to react coming out of the timeout because Giannis was yelling and screaming, but I thought, you know what? Watching this team for the whole season, they're going to be fine. It's just two points. Yep. It's the start of the game. You're only down seven. It's not that big of a deal. And it was a good quick timeout. Yep. What happens out of the timeout? Kyle Lowry hits a big three. Mark Gasol gets a steal. And then Lowry gets to the line for two. Right away, your run's over. Gasol steps into a three. Yep. Danny makes another steal. Kyle makes a layup, 10-3 run. Raptors tied up at 15. No, no problem, no worries. Yep. All that yelling and screaming Did means nothing.
1: nothing. It, it, was
0: too, it was too early. Too early. It was too early. The composure yeah. shown by this Raptors team. Because, hey, as Emma points out here, right? Uh, shout to Emma on Instagram. Emma says, Kawhi talks a lot about facing adversity in his post games. Raps have shown up in the form, or sorry, have shown up from being behind in Philly and Milwaukee series so far Bucks biggest test is now it's true it's signs of adversity they're not shook Kawhi's not worried do you, do you know what I mean there's no moment that these yeah. guys are worried or shook yeah. the media right the fans are the ones talking about oh no you're down 0-2 what are you gonna do is the series over to them it's like well it's just another game well we we'll are go out and we'll play the other what would Kawhi say when they ask him down 2-0 like what's next and he's like uh, go back to toronto for game three yeah <laughs> that's that's what it is right i just think that that shows the maturity of that team and just to come back after that timeout after that early Giannis run marcus all gave you another great start he banged in two threes early and it gives you a chance to see the adjustments made by nurse because one of them to me was matching the minutes of Giannis and Kawhi. yeah they both went to the bench early in the first quarter, and if Giannis' minutes have normally been around the 30 to 35-minute mark, yeah. that's kind of where you want Kawhi to be, especially a hobbled Kawhi. Yeah. So definitely try to steal minutes with Giannis on the bench, right? What do you think of that adjustment just in terms of Kawhi's minutes in terms of the reaction you got from the team early?
1: I think the team is, is, is starting to gel. Mm-hmm. And I say that because early on, Kawhi... Didn't trust. I don't feel trusted his teammates. And why would he? And, and why would he exactly? <laughs> right. Other than other than, it always seemed to be like a two two man game with him yeah, and Danny, yeah, yeah. and everybody else just watching. Yeah. But I think I think everybody else kind of took it upon themselves to say like this man just played. What did he play? Fifty two minutes in in game three. Yeah. Um, had had the knee injury. Everybody seemed aggressive. For nobody sure. nobody sat back and. And was, was not going to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everybody did their thing. Like I said, he only shot five times in the first half. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy. The first quarter, for the first, I don't know, six minutes? I don't even remember him touching the ball. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So everybody else came out and said, I'm, I'm here to play. Yeah. Right? And I think that's what allowed them I mean, what, he sat out for most of the – so the end of the third, most of the fourth? Yeah. Right? And the Raptors sustained. They sustained. They, yeah, where they sustained. Have, in, where they
0: haven't in previous games. Well, we talked about the biggest thing was, again, watching the games and actually taking in what's going down. In game one and again in game three and now in game four, there were moments where the Raptors were right there. They had it at eight, but they yeah. couldn't get it to ten. Yeah. They couldn't get it to twelve. Or maybe they got it to 12, but they couldn't get it to 14. Right. Something would just happen. The Bucks would get to the free throw line, and the Raptors just couldn't get over the hump. But they were at that point of where they're leading by six to eight points basically for the whole game. That's now been in games one, games two, or sorry, game one, game three, and game four. Game four, as you said, was the first time they were able to take that lead from 12. And make it 16. I remember they had they had a, at one point they had it at 13, mm-hmm. and the Bucks brought it down to about
1: the five point mark. They definitely right. Yeah, the Raptors were able to then bring it back up to double digits, mm-hmm. and then they went over the top. It's all And confidence. they went over
0: the top with Kawhi and Kyle on the bench. It was a crazy run, and I mean, gotta give a huge shout to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, Raptors led after one quarter by one point, 32-31. Kyle Lowry had 12 points early on. Yep. And then the wraps in the second quarter now, here's where it starts to build, right? They go on an 11-0 run thanks to a Norm Powell hand one. Yep. Serge Ibaka, early on, came in with mega, mega, mega energy. Serge with that offensive rebound, yep. the huge slam and scream. Yep. And I know, I just talked about Giannis screaming early and Serge is screaming in the second quarter. Totally get it. Serge at home, he's hyped up by the crowd. The crowd's warring, the team's yep. rocking, like, I'm not saying, like, don't get me wrong. Serge's points were massive because that's an 11-0 run in the second quarter. You're building that lead at that point. You're getting the home team fired up. You're the bench mob coming in. And at that point in the middle of the second quarter, Serge gets a dunk from Kawhi. The Raptors bench at that point were plus 16. And that set the trend for the rest of the game. Serge's first run, 10-7 in his first 10 minutes in this game.
1: Serge Ibaka. When you get that
0: Serge Ibaka. I haven't seen that since game seven against Philly. Well, I think the stat now, what's the stat now? Seven and oh, they got to be when Serge scores in double digits. He didn't, did he get in double digits last game? I got to check that stat. But I'm pretty sure there's a stat where Serge is six and oh or seven and oh when he, the Raptors are seven and oh when Serge scores in double digits. And they're like two and five or two and six or whatever it is. Serge, big boy Serge showed up.
1: Yeah. But and, and what you were saying, like the difference between Giannis screaming and Serge screaming is you're expecting that from Giannis. You're you're expecting it's a playoffs. He's a superstar, he's the MVP. Yeah. You're expecting him to have mm-hmm. to have that. When you see Serge giving it back, with Giannis in the picture, yeah. It's a problem. You know that you know the bench is is coming to
0: play. Yeah. No, definitely. When and that's the thing, especially at home. Yep. When Serge comes in at home and he either he gets a massive block or in this case, because that was a mo- monster rebound first yep. off, because yep. it came off Danny Green drove, yeah. which was a goal ten that they yep. didn't call on Giannis. Yeah. Which story for another day, but Serge gets a rebound, goes back up, two hands strong. Did a chin up on the rim. Yeah. <laughs> and and now the building's rocking. Now Norm and all these guys are juiced up. Your bench players play off emotion. And if you watch that clip, even Giannis kind of went like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Bro. He, you gotta remember when we talk about the adversity or playoff battles, yeah. even a guy like Norm Powell has played in more playoff moments than than, than Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. Right? The last time the Rats were down, O2 yeah. to the Cavs and they came back, right? Yeah. But Norm was there. Kyle was there. Yeah. Like, experience matters because yeah. soul has been in these moments. And when things get tight, how are you going to react? I'm worried about Kawhi going forward because I don't think that's the kind of thing that's going to, like, feel better in two days. No, no. Right? And, like, you don't get a rest. Dunks on Giannis, comes down, hobbles a bit. But on the
1: very next play, he goes for a dunk again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's not favoring it to the point where he's like, okay, I'm only
0: going to shoot from now on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to move. There was a point where I was of worried because it looked like he was just standing around yeah. and like i think he's actually hurt. and to me the the thing about you know you hear the cliches all the time about gutsy performance and you know digging deep and yeah. whatever he was limping around in the last game and then what superstars do because again there's levels to this shit and what superstars do is they find that next gear yeah. and you saw him do that at the end of game four right? Or end of game three, sorry, in double OT. He's dog tired, makes big plays when the Raps needed it. Now go to this game where, again, he's not a hundred percent, but he did have the moments where we were talking about it in the third quarter. Do you take Kawhi out now or do you wait till a little bit later on? And you saw the rest of the Raptors make a bit of a run and then Kawhi hit um, Middleton with the kill shot to make it like a 12 point lead. Yep. And then he went to the bench, yeah. right? And so he's able. He's injured, but he was picking his spots. Yeah, this was perfect thing for Nick Nurse to have your the rest of your guys step up. Yeah, but I feel like, do you think they kind of knew that going in, and they were all kind of like, gotta, "We got to pick up Kawhi." That's
1: what I'm saying. They, they, they seem to have gelled, and I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Okay, so we got to we got to do stuff here today, yeah. right?" Yeah. So I think, like you said, I, I think I think you monitor it. Kawhi is the type who's gonna fight through it. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're expecting, if if game five, you're needing a Philly-type performance, 45 and mm-hmm. just killing, we yeah. might be in a little bit of trouble here. Mm-hmm. As long as everybody else chips in mm-hmm. and Kawhi can
0: take that extra breath here and there and take a playoff here and there, yeah. I think we're good to go. The thing, too, is the Raptors' offense looked like the Raptors' offense in exactly. terms of you saw a lot of the dribble hand. You saw Fred, Kyle, and Norm all on the perimeter, and it didn't really stall too much. There were moments, yeah. but you saw a lot of the dribble handoffs, a lot of the screen and rolls, a constant ball movement. But the fact that he was only able, like, him playing 34 minutes in this game, massive win for the Raptors coming off 52. But you mentioned the distribution of the points here. So Kyle Lowry, can't say this enough, massive game for Kyle Lowry. Then you got Norm off the bench with 18, Serge and Gasol both give you 17 points each and then you have Fred with 13 off the bench. So everybody that played in this game and I'm talking about the real minutes, not the garbage time, right? Yeah, yeah. But everybody in this game for the Raptors that stepped in and played real minutes, scored in double digits except for Siakam and Danny Green. Yeah. And I'm not mad at Danny, I'm not mad at Danny Green cuz to me he's still contributing. Yeah. To me I like how he played. Yeah, he he yeah. If he didn't shoot the three, he drove to the basket and tried to make positive plays. Yes. And you know his defense is a positive. Right. Let's talk a bit about Siakam. What were you seeing from Siakam in this game? Seven points, six assists, four rebounds, three of six shooting. He only took six shots, 23 minutes. Yep. What do you think of Siakam in this game? Foul trouble again. Five fouls for Pascal. With the ball in his hand, I
1: don't, I don't think he has the confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's missed a lot of shots, open shots, corner those corner threes he usually makes. Yeah um he had but, a couple
0: t- a couple today right. that would have been massive
1: I, I would say there were some positive plays he did have those assists he there was times where he drew the defense in and kicked out to gasol that's where gasol made his shots there were times where him and gasol played off of each other
0: yep here's the thing that i want to say about siakam though because i felt like there were moments in this game where siakam was doing a really good job yeah. but there'd be like defensive breakdown at some point where like he sags off and you're guarding like Mirtich or you're yeah. guarding right and you can't leave the shooter exactly. you can't overhelp. there are little things like that that I thought were a little bit annoying but overall you mentioned it and it's something that we don't really see that often from Siakam but his assist numbers were good in this game yeah. right six yeah. assists he is driving and kicking he had a little two-man game going with Gasol there for yeah. a bit where he would drive and dime to Gasol right. Gasol also was working the big man game with Serge when was in the game get to some more comments here alex on instagram says happy nurse still played fred he was the anchor of last year's bench mom for a reason and glow girl smile on instagram says the bucks are getting rattled under pressure on a playoff game with a hostile crowd what do you think about that comment do you agree with her do you think the bucks kind of look a little shook on the raptors home court because the crowd's been rocking
1: rockin'. and again is it, it, it. Shooters, there's there's, there's that extra bit of hesitation. You got, when the crowd's loud, you can't just relax and and step into your shot the same way. Mm -hmm. Listen, Toronto is, Toronto is one of those crowds, one of those, like like the Golden States. Like, remember Sacramento back in the day used to be the loudest building in the league? Toronto's right up there. Yeah. Right? Totally. And I think that is another advantage that we have over Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes
0: into Milwaukee and goes, oh, wow, they're allowed today. Yeah. right. It's, it's Milwaukee. It's not, you know. For sure. No, I totally know what you're saying. Diaz said, well, we did mention this, but Diaz bigging up Fred says, so no one going to mention the fact that Fred Van Fleet came to play tonight? We talked about that. K2's Garnett says, I knew that Fred was going to have a big game. <laughs> That's big. Uh, Diversified Youth said, Serge got springs in them legs right now. Serge was fired up. Yeah. Shouts to Tata, my guy, O-Doggy. Tata Bless says, our Toronto Raptors, bless. Hey, that's, that's, that's real o talk Dog. right there. <laughs> that's real talk right there. Um, good comment here. Serge can play well with Leonard as well. His sidekick is definitely Kyle, though. Yes, we did see that. There were moments where the game was, I, I felt like about to stall a bit for the Raptors, yeah. and Kyle and Serge went back to their pick-and-pop game. And when those guys are running that pick-and-pop game, it's tough, to, it's tough to stop for the other team. Yeah. Serge wets that mid-range jumper, right? Yeah, yeah. When he's hitting that, we know we got, well, after the yell, the chin-up, we knew we had good Serge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when you see that pick-and-pop game, that's big, no? Yeah,
1: because you always get, you always get you know, two or three of those 15 to 18 mid-range jumpers, mm-hmm. and then he's feeling it, and yeah. then you'll get that, that odd three, that yeah. those two or three mm-hmm. threes in the game. And that's when you know Surge is ready to cook.
0: Well, we also said, too, that there was a moment where uh, after a bunch of big time Surge plays, Surge came down and just jacked up a three. And we both kind of looked at each other like, I'm okay with Surge taking that shot. Yeah. You're feeling when, when yourself, he's, you're when working he's the working hard.
1: When he's in the game, when he's rebounding, I mean, he out rebounded everybody tonight. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned the point earlier going back to game seven, Surge. That's massive. We saw basically game seven Surge tonight. Yes. And if that's someone coming off your bench, Again, look at the dudes coming off Milwaukee's bench that everyone was talking about. They're so deep. They're way deeper and better than the Raptors. Serge Ibaka wouldn't start on the Bucks. Oh, well, for sure.
1: Do you know that's, what I'm saying? Right? Definitely, like, definitely.
0: I don't know. It, it was just funny because I felt like what was happening with this series so far was people were talking about the Bucks being up 2-1, to one, mm-hmm. but they were still going off the same mindset of what they thought going into the series. Right. Instead of watching what was going on in the actual series being played. Because I, I couldn't understand, if you were really watching the series that was going on, the Raptors were outplaying the Bucks for more than the Bucs have outplayed the Raptors. And that to me, I don't know. I just think it's been a really good job by Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse has made the adjustments and I'm interested to see what the counters are going to be coming back the other way. But as we talked about it, the Raptors are running guys like Miritich, Brook Lopez, those guys are getting run off the floor. Because yeah. they can't guard.
1: Exactly.
0: And if the Raptors have guards that are making plays, those guys, they're, they're in trouble. And that's the adjustment. I don't know what the counter will be. Is it just you You hope that Giannis and Middleton play a lot better and those guys hit threes at home? Maybe that's it. Yeah. But the Raptors play defense, and defense travels. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's very interesting to me. Uh, let's see. Another comment here on Instagram. Not smart adjustment playing Mark more minutes with – or sorry, really smart adjustment – playing Mark more with the bench and getting surge in with Lowry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's done a good job of balancing surge and Marcus all totally. And the best part about it is when you're playing both of them, both of them play. Well, we talked about it earlier surge at 24 minutes means surge can come in and he's just going beast mode surge. Right. 31 minutes of Gasol is a better amount of Marc Gasol than 40 minutes of Marc Gasol. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like He's not out there for as long and he's not out there chasing around because the biggest thing I try to say on this podcast all the time is not all minutes are created equally. Right. What that means is when you're playing defense and when you're seeing Marcus Gasol, your center, go from the paint, running out to contest three-point shots and getting blocks yeah. <laughs> on those three-point <laughs> shots – he can't do that for forty. Like asking Mark Gasol to do yeah. that for forty minutes, and get buckets. That's kind of unfair.
1: No, definitely, and, and and you also seen on the offensive end where he was driving to the basket, he was mm-hmm. making layups, he was posting up. He wasn't just standing at the three point line. Yeah, waiting for the ball and either taking a shot or or dishing it off. He was more active. Yeah, and you get that when you're playing him at thirty one minutes. Yeah, and not forty two minutes.
0: Yeah. Totally. I want to read this comment here from Instagram. DJ Raymond says, at work, cooking on the line, pumping out steaks. Big up the fam. <laughs> hey, big ups for sure. Definitely. Uh, Diaz chimes in again and says, he needs to continue to be aggressive and look for a shot. I feel like he's too, un- he's too unselfish with the ball at times. I think he's talking about Mark Gasol there. No, yeah, it's yeah. got to be Marc Gasol. Uh <laughs> Someone says Powell on the podium with the Jamaican roots. Yeah, is that a thing? I didn't. I didn't see Norm on the podium. Did I miss his I, outfit I, I, or something?
1: No, I did see. I did see when he was doing the post game interview. They were saying he, she said something about uh, have fun on the podium or something. I guess she was, I don't. I don't know what that reference was.
0: Was two? It was okay, two, but I. I'm guessing Powell podium. I don't know. I, I totally missed that. I don't know. Uh, my guy Neil Acharya tunes in on Twitter, and he says, is the Bucks' poor free throw shooting emerging as a storyline? I mean, free throw shooting is never going to get a lot of talk because right. it's, not, it's not a sexy storyline. Mm-hmm. But the Bucks, I feel like they miss timely free throws. Mm-hmm. So in this game, first off, you get blown out, you get blown out. But you shooting 65% from the free throw line, 17 of 26 in this game, that's not a good look. Yeah. But I think more so it was a timeliness of it. Right. There were moments where the Raps are on a run, the Bucks are trying to come come back, they go to the line, and then Giannis would only get one of two. Yeah. And then the Raps was hit a three. Giannis is getting one of two. Right. And the crowd yeah. do you think the crowd played a factor? Oh in the definitely. Threes? Oh definitely. Especially after. He or missed in the that, free throw, after he
1: missed that first one, the air ball, the crowd yeah. were on him. I mean, even they were even kind of mocking yeah do the crowd yeah, and saying yeah. and, and, and saying the mvp chat like in a <laughs> mocking way yeah yeah yeah. because he was missing all
0: his free throws
1: yeah to love the toronto
0: crowd man hey. it,
1: it's a good place man. the
0: crowd was hype um i know this not might not be your favorite fan but drake was getting a lot of camera time on the tnt feed he was he was definitely mocking Giannis a lot yeah. during free throws, just during play. It looked like after the game. But the thing that made me laugh the most was the shot they showed on TNT of oh, Drake yeah. giving Nick Nurse a back rub. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for all that because let's be – okay, no, I'll go let ahead. you go first. No, 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 go ahead. No, because I'm going to say at the end of the day, right, and whether you like the antics or not mm-hmm. – You'd be hard-pressed to convince me that if you had the ability to be that fan courtside that you wouldn't be doing some foolish antics like that too.
1: Probably. But I, <laughs> but, but
0: but at least you are being honest, right? Not
1: not I wouldn't I don't know if I'd go so far. Like, you know, it, it's it, it's all fun and well when the raps win the game. For sure. But it, it turns into very corny, very mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah. When it when it's not Okay. You know what I mean? It's fair. So I mean, Hey, Drake, I guess you can kind of do what you want in the city. Of go, go right ahead. Of course. But it just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, in saying that, though, you got to remember, like, Giannis is what, 24? Something 20, like th- that. Something like that. So, I mean, all these guys kind of are looking at Drake, looking up to Drake, right? Drake is like Hov to yeah, us. exactly.
0: Right? What would Hova do?
1: Yes. There you go. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, you, like, imagine, you know, if it was any one of us and, and, you know, we're sitting there and, and Jay Z or Biggie yeah. or Pac is sitting courtside. Yeah. You know, that it's going to have an effect on us. Right.
0: So imagine Jay talking trash to like young LeBron or something, which yeah. never really happened. Like, Jay and B are always sitting there calm and cool. Yeah. But it's different. Right. Uh, I know what you're saying. That's interesting. That's an interesting point. I never really thought of that. Um, Alex chimes in and says, most impressed with Mark Gasol. He's a seasoned vet, and him taking accountability in his post-game interview in Game 2 really showed his character. He backed his words in both Game 3 and 4. Definitely. Vets, right? Vets. And I love the fact that he had that accountability. I was glad that we were able to get in those uh, post-game comments after Game 2. And the reminder that, hey, it's Game 2. Going back home. There's way worse situations to be in. And, in fact, they played the clip, I think it was TNT that played Nick Nurse's pregame, mm-hmm. where he said to the Raptors, like in his pregame uh, chat or speech in the locker room, he said, guys, we've been in a worse situation than this in one. We won in Philly down 2-1 in front of that hostile crowd. Yeah. This, we're at home. Exactly. Right? Go out there, exactly. play defense, do your thing. It will win this game, yeah. right? And prove to be right. Like, if you really break it down in that sense, doesn't it just make sense? Yeah. Right? Like, when you break yeah. it down like that, it just makes that's, sense.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. Like So even going into to game five, mm-hmm. you're, you're going
0: at What's Milwaukee's building even called? I don't know. It's called something messed up. It's yeah, a brand it's, new building. It's, it's Milwaukee. But they'll be rocking. No, the yeah, building will no, be loud. they will be rocking. And that's, and that's not, no disrespect I'm not to, them. to disres- Their fans are good.
1: Not to disrespect the fans, mm-hmm. but... When you're talking about there's there's levels to this, mm-hmm. right? We're not going into Madison Square Gardens. We're not going into to Philly. Oracle. You're not going in, you know, you're not going into Oracle. You're going to whatever Milwaukee's building
0: is called. It's called something weird. I don't even remember. It's called something messed up. Yeah. But I'm pretty so sure this it, is the first Right. It. So
1: it's it's, it's not it's not Miami. It's mm-hmm. not LA. It's not it doesn't it's not gonna have that same vibe. Yeah. Right? They're gonna be loud. They're gonna cheer on their team,
0: mm-hmm. the same way we're cheering on ours. But Again, there's levels to it. It's Milwaukee. Uh, speaking of levels, shouts to Glow Girl Smile to reminding me of this. But we spent all this time talking about Kawhi and the game that Kawhi put up. But she says Kawhi getting on Giannis's head. I think that means getting in Giannis's head. But yeah. when I read it, it made me think of ya- him dunking on Giannis's <laughs> head.
1: That's what it made yeah, me think yeah,
0: of. Yeah. And shouts to the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors Twitter. Because they put out the dunk and they it, the caption was something about the Danforth. Yeah. <laughs> Which for people not familiar with the with Toronto, the Danforth is Greek town. Yeah. <laughs> and so Kawhi with the dunk on Giannis with the Danforth in the caption. I was like, salute to the social media guy yeah. at the Toronto Raptors. Well played. Solid troll <laughs> game by you. Yeah. Extra Ziki on that. I might have added at the end. <laughs> but hey, Kawhi, Kawhi put it on him. Yeah. And that, to me, is where we were talking about before, about Kawhi is injured, but you could see he's picking his spots. Right. And on that back-to-back play where Marcus Gasol, two dirty dimes to yeah. Kawhi, where it's all just, again, vet, he looks, and you see him kind of nod to Kawhi, like, go, back cut. Kawhi dunked it on Giannis, and then hobbles. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I guess he can pull it out when he needs to. Right. This guy is just a beast. He's incredible. Yeah. But... For him to put up that game and then I don't even know what's bigger. I think I just want to give the Raptors as a whole a, a, a big standing ovation because Kawhi guts out a performance mm-hmm. where you could tell he's clearly hurt and the rest of the team picks him up. This was a great scenario for the Toronto Raptors and now you're in a situation where you're right back in the series. You're heading to Milwaukee. What do you think happens in game five? I guess they, they've they've
1: earned it, right? They can mm-hmm. go home confident, saying, "Okay, well, we still have home court advantage." They got they still have to come win in Milwaukee, but at the same time, this game four was everybody now. There's nobody on the Raptors really. Maybe Danny Green and Siakam, but the other six they have to be confident. No, yeah, they have to be
0: coached, going sure. to the game
1: confident. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh Again, I think the same thing now. I think the Raptors have kind of figured things out. They kind of know where everyone's going to get their shots from. There's confidence in running the full offense. There's trusting your teammates. And I think you now have a brand new series. And it's now best two out of three. And to be honest, I trust the Raptors on the road. I really do. I trust the Raptors on the road. And I'm going to point to the fact that the Raptors have played better than the Bucs for more time in this series than the Bucs have played better than the Raptors. So I had Raps in six to start the series. Here we are. Uh, the Instagram feed's about to go down. My uh, phone that runs the camera is running low on battery. We've been going for almost an hour, so it's time to wrap up the podcast. But sure. I'll say this much. Two things. One, if you want to buy one of these t-shirts, we only have limited, <laughs> limited left because they flew today as soon as I posted it online. But if you do want one of these shirts, hit me up, DM uh, first-come, first-served bases for the limited amount that we do have. But as I mentioned before, we're going to get it to the best comment of the day. And I'm going to give that to, I saw it earlier. And now, of course, when I'm looking for it, I can't find it. But I'm going to give it to Alex. Alex, I'm going to give it to you because the real key since the turning point was Marc Gasol playing trash in game two, accepting responsibility, and bouncing back with two massive, massive games. And I think from that standpoint, him And the rest of the supporting cast has come out to play in the last two games. And that's been the difference in this series for the Toronto Raptors. So (laughs) the Instagram feed just went down, but I'm going to hit up Alex for sure. And I'm going to let Alex know that he is the winner of the t-shirt. If you guys want more t-shirts, DM me. I don't know how many I have left, but it's not that many. But let me know first come first serve bases and we'll sort out all the details then. But of course, guys, huge shout to you guys for tuning into the podcast on instagram and on twitter really appreciate it we take all your comments and questions live after each and every podcast on instagram at sheldon alexander and on twitter at shell alexander and of course as i always say as logan says boys i gotta go to bed but i want a shirt (laughs) lmao (laughs) right shouts to you logan i'll hit you up for sure but you know as i always say we do this podcast for you guys and If you do have to go to bed early, I understand it's midnight now on the East Coast, so it does become a podcast, which you find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast. You'll find that feed, or you'll find my name, Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe there. Share it with your friends, because hey, The wave is here. The wave is here. It's 2-2 now. The Toronto Raptors are two wins away from the NBA Finals. And I know this was the same situation against the Cavs, but this is definitely different. Like, if you're the Raptors, you really feel like you can win this series and get to the NBA Finals. This is someplace that this franchise has never been before. What a time to be alive.
1: There you go. What a
0: time to be alive. The Toronto Raptors are legit 2 wins away from the NBA Finals and we've been saying it from the beginning, the start of the season, even go back. Go back to the preseason. I'm sitting here, tape don't lie. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the biggest best season in Toronto Raptors franchise history because this is the best team in Toronto Raptors franchise history. And now here we are. Two wins away from the NBA Finals in real life. What a time to be alive indeed. Q, we'll hit you up. Yeah, that's simply underscore
1: just underscore Q. Or you can catch me at at DDS Caps again on all social media. Again, some of our hats. we got a lot more. Um, Check us out. Check out what we have at DDScaps.com. Again, just like the t-shirts, they are in limited quantity. Um yeah man hit, hit us up like I said we do this for y'all we do this because yeah. we, we we love it we, we're watching the game talk about the game anyway we just turn this into a big group chat exactly so anything you guys anything we miss anything y'all catch that maybe we didn't something y'all hear in between now and the next game hit us up we'll make sure we talk about it on the, on the next cast podcast
0: yeah that's it. and q's not lying man the biggest reason we did this was because of the fans right and as fans as people who have grown up with the toronto raptors and i was talking about this earlier and i'm gonna tiptoe around it because i'm saying what i didn't want to say on camera but i'll tiptoe around it and i'll be okay but when i first got into this industry fresh out of school they were telling me that you know basketball is it's a young person sport right all the kids like basketball like it's not really there yet it's popular kind of but it's growing it's not really there yet mm-hmm. i'm now 35 years old and they still try to tell us that basketball is a young person sport yeah. <laughs> and it's popular but not really that popular yet Well, that doesn't really make sense, right? And we're here, and this podcast is proof of that. And it's because of you guys tuning in each and every week, rocking with us. We really appreciate it because we created this for a reason, right? Like, if there are people that want to talk about the Raptors, let's create something for that to occur after each and every game. Have fun. Talk about what's going on. At certain points, I try to play the role of, don't worry. Everything's okay. What are, what's Diaz always calling me? Sheldon, I'm not worried, Alexander. I wasn't worried after game two. I said, I won't be worried until the Raptors lose at home. And hey, now I, I trust that they're a good road team and they can get a game in Milwaukee. Why not game five? Um, I was going through trying to see if there was uh, any comments here to, to read from the Toronto Raptors themselves. Let's get a couple of those in before we go. Uh, Kawhi was asked about fatigue and the leg injury. He said, quote, and This is from my guy Josh Lewenberg at TSN. Huge shouts to Josh Lewenberg. Puts in mega work as a Raps Beat writer. Good dude. Really solid dude. He says, uh, Kawhi said, feel good. I'll keep going and keep fighting. And we have a chance to make history. I mean, it's no excuses. We're playing basketball and we got to win tonight. Kawhi said, we have a chance to make history. Mm-hmm. We. <laughs> <Instead of> we. <laughs> yo yo uh josh also says you're not gonna like this but he says drake's outside in the raps locker room going it's zero zero it's zero zero do you still have the chocolate on the teeth? oh I, I didn't see that i didn't see that mark gasol says quote i allowed my frustrations offensively in game two to impact my defense and they really took me for a spin it's life right you get knocked down you get up and you try to do better you know what that sounds like a happy positive message to end <laughs> on right yeah. that just yeah. sounds like a great way to end thanks guys for tuning in really appreciate it. again if you want to catch up with me you want some t-shirts or you just want to talk about what's going on with the raps and enjoy this wave that is being two wins away from the nba finals hit me up on twitter at shell alexander or on instagram at sheldon alexander we try to put out more content as we can but hey I got a day job. I'm kind of busy too. Yeah. So we interact when we can, but really appreciate you guys. Thanks for rocking with us. Really do appreciate it a lot because I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Rap's post game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya.
1: Peace.